I have a responsibility to them and insurance is going to become, I feel, a very vital tool as taxes continue to rise. Owner of Downing Street Wealth Management, Bob Morrison, shares how he incorporates commission-free insurance into tax planning strategies and why advisors should pay more attention to insurance now more than ever. Bob, I just wanted to say welcome to the Advisor Revelations podcast. Uh, I want to thank you for being here today to share your perspective. Thanks, Nicole. It's my pleasure to be here. Bob, Downing Street Wealth Management is a DPL founding member, meaning you've been with us for about three years now. So we really appreciate your support and your insight here today. But before we jump in, just tell us a little bit about you and the firm. I started Downing Street Wealth Management in 2010. Uh, I come from a CPA background and had a passion for starting my own business and have always been intrigued with the personal finance side of things and had a desire to get out of kind of corporate America and start my own business and um, interact with clients to help them with their goals and plans financially and um, decided to make that leap in, in 2010 and formed Downing Street Wealth Management at that time. And it was my goal to be a fee-only um, financial planning firm. Okay. So how did you find out about DPL? As a fee-only financial planner, NAPFA is kind of the place to go. I've relied on them heavily from my continuing education, networking with other advisors, growing my practice, best practices. And DPL is a very important partner of NAPFA. And I've found DPL through NAPFA, both through advertising as well as uh, being uh, sponsors of events. Great. Well, um, I appreciate the background of the firm there. So with the insight you've gained over, I guess, the past 11 years with your time as an advisor, what would be your best tip for other advisors? Always be looking at the future and kind of a goal of mine that I would advise other advisors to do is figure out what you need to do next year or the year after and start planning that now. And that might include adding services or creating better relationships with your clients, kind of trying to anticipate the future and position your firm accordingly. I think that's a really great tip. Um, you know, especially at DPL, we think forward as well. I mean, with with this entire business structure and the industry moving more and more RIA. So you mentioned about DPL through NAPFA. What would you say is the biggest need and or was the biggest need for partnering with DPL at that time? Doing what we do, you come across a lot of complicated insurance products, annuities or permanent insurance. And I needed a partner who understood the ins and outs, being it helped me look underneath the hood of these products so that I could, one, fully understand and be able to communicate with clients. And then, two, make sure that we're aligning those products appropriately to the client's goals. So I, I love the coaching and the advice that I get from DPL um, in that area. So you mentioned looking at um, existing annuities, but I guess my question for you is how you're currently incorporating annuities and other insurance solutions and portfolios and how you're leveraging DPL for that. And that's where DPL is kind of, we've deepened our relationship because I've realized kind of the importance of insurance in many perspectives, but an immediate need that I saw was I'm very concerned about interest rates 
and what what's happening with interest rates and them being so low. And particularly if you're using bond funds or ETFs with bonds with rising interest rates, which probably will inevitably happen in them, even just given the current state of the low rate of fixed products, I wanted to create a hedge for clients and annuities provide that particularly MIGAs, where we could move a portion of a bond uh, client's portfolio um, that would be in a bond fund and move it into a fixed annuity product that's guaranteed to make a payment over X amount of time. And it uh, one, it does two things. It takes the interest rate risk off of the table for the client and it locks in a rate that's guaranteed. My clients love that. And that's what we... Uh, major thing we've been doing. We've been doing 1035s with DPL, put a portion of our, our clients' portfolios into those fixed products. Yeah, I can certainly agree with you there with where interest rates are. Um, we have a lot of advisors that are looking in the MIGA space as well. And I think that provides a lot of value and you know gives you some more yield in portfolios, uh, especially able to help you from a, an advisory standpoint and bringing some more value there. But for the MIGA, just so other advisors can relate, um, can you tell us about a specific situation, maybe a client reaction in somebody that you were initially introducing this this product to? Well, we started looking at this several years ago, um, probably around 2018, uh, about where bonds were. I wanted to, again, take the risk off the table for clients. So we started doing this a few years ago when rates were you know, around four and a half percent in the MIGA space. And then, you know, rates have gone down since and we were able to lock in four and a half percent of a, let's say a quarter to a half of a client's bond portfolio. And with rates being at four and a half to four and a quarter at the time that we did that today, they're seeing the benefit of why we did this. Not only are they guaranteeing the rate, but the going rate has has gone down both in the fixed income space as well as the bond market. So they were able to see immediately over the last couple of years the, the benefit of us moving over to the MIGA. Yeah, I think that um, is just proof that you are forward looking and bringing additional value to their portfolio, you know, three, four years down the road um, since that is a four year product. Exactly. The clients were able to see it in a relatively short period of time. So, Bob, a lot of the advisors that we talk to, they understand the concept, but the problem might lie with actually having the conversation with their client. Uh, Do you have any advice for advisors that are trying to get more comfortable with that? I think we as fiduciaries have a responsibility to always be evaluating and critically thinking about what are we doing? How are we doing it? Are there better products out there? Are there better solutions? And I think we owe it to our clients. And I think advisors need to be exploring new products constantly and and just not be satisfied with the status quo. Insurance is a very viable option and it provides a lot of value that can be brought for clients. You know, I look at worst case scenario and best case scenario, and I just walk through that with clients, no matter what product we're getting into, but specifically around insurance, because people are more leery of it. You can't just have a new client and start talking to them about this. It takes about a year to two years before I would even pitch this to them because they'll get scared. There's just a lot of bad history with insurance products. 
you know, I don't benefit by getting people into these products. You know, I said, I get paid the same, no matter what product I put you in. I'm doing this because I believe it's in your best interest. I'm not gaining by doing it. So that's kind of the first place I start. Then I talk about what's the value proposition of doing it. I certainly agree. Um, you know, that's part of the DPL membership is really the consultants bringing value to the RIA as well from a diligence standpoint, uh, academic research, other media content for you to share, because we want you to become more comfortable. And that way you're able to convey that to your clients and everybody can understand why this makes sense. So I know your area of expertise really is on the tax planning side. So we're in the middle of tax season right now. Uh, from when we've talked in the past, I know you have very interesting perspective when it comes to following and understanding tax legislation. So we've talked a lot about how insurance is becoming more and more important for RIAs, and they should really understand and able to sufficiently help their clients. Uh, what products do you see as being most beneficial and how are you leveraging them? You know, especially when it comes to incorporating them with a specific tax strategy. Sure. And I think this is the biggest area for advisors to be looking at, not only now, but in the future. I've been very concerned with taxes. The area of our focus at our firm is tax planning because taxes are usually the number one or number two largest expense that a client has. And anything that we can do to defer, eliminate, we're adding value for that client and we're building greater relationships with them. And insurance helps us do that. And with the administration change that just happened, it's inevitable that tax rates are going to be going up. Also, estate planning is going to become much more crucial for advisors. So when you have these two situations, an area that I believe advisors have to look at is in the area of permanent insurance. And DPL offers a couple of different great products that we've looked at and implemented. And it's not for all clients, but for those that have the need and that it fits the bill, it's been a great match for us because permanent insurance is really from a tax perspective mirrors what a Roth IRA does. You know, you don't have administrative or legislative restrictions on what you can put in um, like you do a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k and you can take money out tax-free at a later date. So it mimics that product. And it's also going to be very, very beneficial because of estate planning. Today, you know, estate planning limits are 11 plus million dollars for the individuals. Under the new administration, they're talking about it going down to probably 3 million. So it's going to become that much more important from an estate planning perspective. And the reason um, it's important is you can move the permanent insurance policy out of the estate into islet trusts. And so it's going to become much more important for those folks that have that potential issue. And also capital gains issues are on the docket as well at the end of life. So permanent life insurance eliminates that issue because step up in basis is most likely going to be going away as well. That's one huge product. And then another product you guys have is this Midland annuity. Basically, it acts as a bond substitute, but it provides payments in retirement. And then there's an accelerator, depending on how long you've held the product for long-term care needs. And this is beneficial because one, it, it, again, it takes uh, the risk off the table from the market 
um, in the low interest rate environment that we have and moves it over to the insurance company. Two, it provides payments for when you need the expenses the most, particularly a long-term care event. And the third thing we like about it is you can put qualified money into this uh, Midland product. So not only would you be getting payments for long-term care, but if it's coming out of an IRA and you have offsetting expenses, you can virtually get about 93% of the money out income tax-free with the offset of the long-term care expense. So these are two areas that we've started leveraging recently with uh, DPL. Great. Well, I really like your insight there on the life insurance piece with basically that retirement planning for high-income earners. I think that's really underutilized. So I like that that's something that you've picked up um, from a tax planning perspective. So on the Midland annuity, being able to have that tax benefit that you mentioned as well, I know there's plenty of advisors that aren't thinking uh, that deep whenever they're hearing about this this product. So, you know, we really appreciate you taking this deeper and, and really being able to understand the best ways to incorporate in the portfolio. So I know a lot of RIAs aren't thinking ahead and really researching the tax planning. So the Midland policy hasn't even been out for a year and the permanent life um, has really been around, but newer to some clients. So is there a particular strategy that you use when bringing up the product? Um, have you been successful with any cases so far? Yes. On the Midland product, you know, it's a product I'm personally interested in for a couple different reasons, mostly the tax and the payment piece. And again, I just want to take some of the risk from a fixed income perspective off the table in my own portfolio. When I meet with clients during annual reviews or sometimes we meet twice a year, I'll bring these ideas up with clients. I have had success on the permanent insurance side as well. Typically, the clients that fit the bill for this is those that have probably two to $3 million that are probably around 50 years old. And same with the Midland product, because the longer runway you have, the better, so that you can get that high accelerator later on um, in retirement. Another key piece of the permanent insurance is for those that have already maxed out 401ks and other deferred products and they're maybe their house is paid off or they have kids that you know they've already funded their college and they're trying to figure out where to put additional funds that permanent insurance is an awesome product because it has a high fixed rate you can use it as a resource in retirement or depending on what happens with the estate planning laws it could also be used as an end of life strategy so it's kind of conserved two purposes depending on what the client's need is yeah, I really like where you said that the Midland product is something that you're interested in personally. I think whenever you can have that discussion with a client and say, this is actually something that I'm interested in uh, myself, that you're sitting on their side of the table, right? I know you've always been a, a true fiduciary to clients, but there's plenty out there that are new to you or might have a bad taste in their mouth about insurance. From a media perspective, if you Google annuities, it's usually uh, bad things that come up first, right? So they need to get a better mindset around commission-free products. So this is still a challenge with a lot of RIAs, and I'm sure your peers um, within the NAPFA group as well. What is the first thing that you say when bringing up the subject, and how do you get them more open to these types of strategies? It, this is probably the biggest challenge that we face, but you, one, I think you have to have a good relationship with a client to be able to pitch this because clients really ultimately are looking for you and your advice and you have to have a, a fairly deep relationship. So 
one, it's one that I like to do with clients. It's somebody's not going to walk in the door and I'm not going to pitch this to them because they're probably going to get turned off. They think I'm selling something. The second thing I do is I always bring up that, you know, probably five, six years ago, I wasn't even bringing up these products. Um, they either didn't exist or I didn't see the need at the time. And this piece of the industry is changing because of the fiduciary demand and the future need of the client. And then the third thing I bring up, I, I frequently say, these aren't your father's insurance products. Um, you know, I explain how the fees are transparent. There's much more greater understanding from the advisor and the client perspective on the internal costs of these products. Clients are much more open to that. It does take time and effort. But I feel like as a fiduciary, I have a responsibility. And particularly with the changing tax laws and the state planning tax laws, you know, historically, taxes are as low as they've ever been. The government's spending a lot of money and we're already deficit spending at incredible rates and have been. The new administration has goals of spending even larger amounts, which means, you know, taxes will go up. That's almost inevitable. So these products are only going to help us solve a, a piece of the tax solution for our clients. Yeah. And I like what you said earlier, especially the, your advice to other advisors about always forward looking. So I think, you know, that's all encompassing of a financial plan as well. So being able to have that insight on the administration changes and, you know, what can happen from a tax perspective, I think that brings a lot of value to your clients as well. Um, just because they know that you're forward thinking about that for their plan. This has been a great podcast, Bob. You bring a lot of fresh perspective and appreciate the insights. Is there anything else that you wanted to share before we hop off here? I just want to thank DPL for being a great partner and helping us build deeper relationships with our clients. And you've always been great, always transparent, and you've been a tremendous partner for us. And uh, we greatly appreciate that. And uh, thank you for the time today. Yeah, absolutely. We, we appreciate your time as well and, and being a great partnership. Thanks. Thanks for listening. You can hear more advisor revelations at dplfp.com.